Welcome back to Late Edition, Crime Beat Chronicles. My name is Terry Lipschutz, and I'm one of the behind-the-scenes producers of the program. We're currently working on the next set of episodes that will look at the 1990 death of 20-year-old Susan Nezersmith in Wildwood, New Jersey. Until then, please go back and listen to past seasons if you have not already. Lee Enterprises produces other podcasts, including Across the Sky, a program dedicated to all things weather and climate. A recent episode is of particular interest to listeners of Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, as it takes you behind the scenes into forensic meteorology. We have broken out a segment of that episode that focuses on the research conducted that can be used as evidence in depositions and even inside the courtroom. Forensic meteorologist Sherilyn Patrick, Director of Forensic Services for WeatherWorks in Hackettstown, New Jersey, provides insight. For the full episode, search for Need Weather Information for a Lawsuit? Call a forensic meteorologist under the Across the Sky podcast on all major podcasting platforms. A link to the program is also in the show notes of this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Across the Sky podcast, brought to you by the Enterprises. Meteorologist Joe Martucci here. We have Thurston Lang. We have Matt Colliner. We have meteorologist Sherilyn Patrick. She's the Director of Forensic Services at Weatherworks in Hackettstown, New Jersey here. Um, and make sure, too, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday, usually at night, usually every Monday night. You can definitely find it on Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Sherilyn, back to forensic meteorology. So someone calls you, they said they need, you know, weather information for a court case. I know it's going to vary, but like in general, you know, how long does it actually take to do this? And, you know, what's the process? Like, what is it like to actually sit there and actually go through this data? Yeah, of course. So usually if somebody calls us or makes a request for a uh, forensic report, I mean, we can do anything from just doing an objective weather analysis where we just say, hey, here are the weather conditions and the days leading up to and including the date time of incident um, at this particular location to as far as reviewing any kind of discovery. So discovery usually includes like documentation relating to the incident in question, maybe a complaint. Um, there's a document called interrogatories, which is just questions about what happened uh, that the plaintiff or the claimant has to answer. Um, depositions. So oftentimes the, the attorneys will depose um, both sides, the plaintiffs and the defendants to figure out, you know, how much do they know or remember uh, of the actual incident to try and get those facts on paper um, as if it's, you know, essentially under oath. Um, so we can review those. We review any photographs. Um, it's especially nice if they have photographs right after the incident occurred. Um, and sometimes we even get surveillance video that we can review. Um, so in those cases, if we just do like an objective analysis, we're not reviewing any kind of case discovery. We're just looking at the weather conditions and reconstructing. Those take about two to four hours worth of research. Um, and then, of course, if we're reviewing discovery and maybe coming up with extra conclusions, uh, those are on the order of four to seven hours worth of research or higher, depending. Um, but at least in terms of the stages of what we do is that we plot the incident location on Google Earth. Uh, we kind of get a feel of all the weather stations. We like to do a cross section, uh, so north, south, east, and west of all the weather stations um, around that kind of incident location. Um, and then we collect that data. So maybe it's airport, maybe it's daily uh, precipitation observations, those co-ops and cocos, um, any kind of National Weather Service products that were issued during that time, um, and then also radar. 
Um, and we'll take all that data, we'll review it, we'll summarize it, um, and essentially use our expertise as meteorologists, knowing um, essentially how storms work and the uh, natural climo of the given area um, and create that kind of site-specific weather report um, that's specific to that date, time, and location um, and tailored to the incident in question. Now, do you and your team ever actually go into court or do you just supply these written reports or is there ever any oral component to this where you're actually brought into the courtroom to testify or is it just a report that you're giving to the lawyers or to the judges or whoever is looking for that information? Right. So we actually work as uh, expert witnesses, they're called. So not only do we do the reports, but we can be called to testify. Um, so sometimes it can be in the form of where the court case is happening and then we're put on the stand in front of judge and jury and we're getting cross-examined by the attorneys. Uh, other times there's another form called depositions, which I mentioned before. Um, so we as expert witnesses can be called and deposed to talk about uh, the report that we created. Um, so those can be interesting. I've been, I haven't actually testified, uh, in court before, but I have been deposed twice before. Um, you know, and one of the, the cases I actually got deposed on, that was a tough one. I was deposed for about three hours. Um, I was representing one of the defendants, uh, and there actually can be multiple defendants. So I had two other defense attorneys that were essentially on my side, um, and then I was being um, cross-examined by the plaintiff's attorney. And it wound up being a little bit of a difficult case. Um, this was an incident where somebody slipped and fell outside of a Domino's. They were going to pick up pizza after work, and then they slipped and fell. Um, and the contention was, was this old snow and ice that this person slipped and fell on, and therefore the defendants were liable, aka they should have removed and remediated the snow and ice there. Um, and actually caused, you know, a, a liability concern, or was it an ongoing storm? And if that's the case, there usually is favor on the defendant's side, um, because there's only so much that you can do if snow is actively falling, particularly if it's heavy. So this particular slip and fall happened at the tail end of a snowstorm where it was just tapering out. Um, and they can be very strict on is it precipitating or not to determine is it storm in progress, because uh, if it's storm in progress, great, that's favorable for the defendants. Um, but if you can prove that there wasn't a storm in progress, then that's a little bit more favorable for the plaintiffs. Uh, so I was being grilled by the uh, plaintiff attorney to try and show was it act actually snowing at that time, because my report said yes, it was, and I had to go through all the different data sources I utilized. I had to go through radar to essentially build that case for my client, which was the defendants. Okay, Sherilyn, so I'm not sure if I heard this correctly, but um, a couple of things. First, did you say that you actually will recreate, like do you actually recreate the situation um, physically at times, or did you just mean that you recreate it in the fact that you compile enough um, past data to try to figure out what actually happened. Yeah, the latter. Um, oh. Sometimes we have worked with other experts who can actually kind of like physically recreate what conditions would have been. Uh, those are particularly useful in like lighting cases where somebody can actually mimic, you know, what did it looked like at that particular time and location um, in terms of what the plaintiff would have seen. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the times, yeah, we're using tables and charts and maybe radar images to try and come up with, here's what 
other conditions were. And then the other question I have too with this is, are a lot of these cases that you get, are they somewhat local to where you're located or are they just pretty much anywhere across the country? At least what our company does is that we can do nationwide. So as long as it's in the U.S. or U.S. territory where you we can use NOAA data, um, it's free game uh, and anybody can retain us um, and hire us. Um, but it tends to be easier on the sense of our clients if we are local, especially if we need do need to testify. Um, so I would say majority of our cases are in New Jersey, New York, and PA. Um, but like I said, nationwide, we actually had one of our experts a couple months ago. We flew him out to the middle of nowhere, Washington State, uh, <laughs> to testify on a court case. You know, so we've we've done it all. We can go anywhere. As a just a funny question, has anyone ever called you outside of the U.S. looking for a forensic report? They have. We do occasionally get people inquiring from Canada and we prefer to kind of stay away from it just because a lot of the certifications you don't necessarily need like an American Meteorological Society certified consulting meteorologist certification to testify. But Canada does have their own version of that. And we would be more comfortable having that certification there. Sure. Um, I've gotten requests for, uh, you know, the Virgin Islands, not necessarily the U.S. Um, I think we got a request for like an army base in Korea. Um, we've gotten requests for in Europe. Um, so technically we could do them, but we prefer to stay away from them unless we have that particular uh, jurisdiction certification. Uh, certainly has more weight when it comes to testifying. And we talked about locations of where you cover, but I'm also curious about when. What's the farthest back y'all have looked back at an event, whether you or someone on your team? How far back can you go and what's the farthest back you have gone? We can go as far back as the weather data is available. Um, right now, it tends to be, uh, quote unquote, easier for us to go back to, let's say, the early to mid 2000s because of the way the METAR data is structured. Um, that kind of airport data is easily readable, but technically we can go as far back as we need to. Curious about the weather? The Lee Weather Team hosts Across the Sky, a fast-paced weekly podcast that tackles hot topics and cold, plus what's trending in meteorology, science, and climate. Join Matt Holliner, Kirsten Lang, Joe Martucci, and Sean Sublet each week on Across the Sky through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.